Grace to you in peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we meditate upon this afternoon is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. What does he mean when he writes a great high priest who has passed through the heavens? What is the meaning of that phrase there? One possibility is that the writer is speaking of Jesus' ascension. How he ascended through the sky up into the heavens and sat down on the right hand of God with all the power and all the authority of the divine God. That certainly would stress Jesus' power and his ability to help us and be there for us in, in every need. Another possibility, well, not a possibility, but another attitude proposed by some sects of Christians is that this refers to Jesus moving from one part of heaven to another and that thereby he signifies a, a change in our status and, and in the church of God. But there is nothing in this text or any other biblical verse to back that up or to make that make sense. A third possibility is that the writer is talking about how Jesus came down through the heavens and became man and dwelt among us. That would certainly fit well with the very next verse. Verse 15 talks about that dwelling with us, that high priest who was in every way tempted like us and went through all the difficulties that we have gone through. Whatever the original intent of the writer, it is nevertheless very true that Jesus did go on that journey down through the heavens onto this earth in order to meet us. And that the apogee of that journey, the crossroads of that journey where God finally met man and bestowed his gifts upon us was the cross. The cross which is the crossroads of man and God. The cross where we go to find him and to receive his gifts cross of Christ is where God meets us, and so we're called this afternoon to return, return to the cross, to the grace that God gives us, to the mercy and the help, and above all, the forgiveness that we find there. We return to that confession. As the writer of Hebrews reminds us, hold fast our confession. Hold fast that confession of the cross 
and that confession of all that Christ has done for us at the foot of that cross. Like the hobbits in Mirkwood, we are often distracted in the darkness of our life, in difficult times. We may see a light here or a light there and think, that looks better. I want to go over there. And at first, it leads us only a little bit away from the cross. But then when that thing which we thought would bring us happiness and joy proves to be empty, we search out another light and another light, leading us further and further away from the cross until we can't see the cross or the way back anymore. Sometimes we do this even as a church looking for something new, something more exciting, something more fun. And in our search for such things, Satan slowly but surely leads us further from the cross. Hold fast, the writer reminds us, the cross and the grace that is ours through it. Another one of the books that my daughter loves is Are You My Mother? Probably, maybe some of you remember that from when you were younger or when your kids were younger. A little bird falls out of the nest and goes searching for its mom. But of course, the only place where the bird is going to find its mother is the place where the mother is expecting to find the little bird in the nest. And as the bird wanders further and further away from that nest, he also wanders further and further from his mother until a snort picks him up and puts him back in the nest and his mother finds him there. In the same way, we are often led little by little farther and farther away from our God, sometimes simply because we are searching for him, but in the wrong place until Christ comes and picks us up and puts us back at the foot of the cross. Hold fast! The writer writes, because we have such a high priest, one who came through the heavens down to this earth in order to meet us, in order to bring his grace to us, because this is the place where he meets us and gives us his grace, his glory, and above all, his forgiveness. Hold fast. Stand firm here at the cross of Christ. The confession of the cross that Jesus died for me. Return to the cross for confession. Return to the cross for sympathy, the writer goes on. For sympathy in our weakness. The word that is translated here as weakness doesn't mean just a little chilly or a little fatigued or a little tired. It means sick, ill. It means infected throughout. This isn't a little weakness, but a big crisis, something that completely cripples you. And in the, the weakness, the weaknesses, the sicknesses, the problems in our life, we have a high priest who is able to sympathize, who knows what we're going through, because he went through the same thing. Whatever we're feeling, Loneliness, depression, pain, suffering, hunger, thirst, sleepiness, sleeplessness, tiredness, exhaustion. 
Christ himself experienced. And even more so, even going to the cross with all of the pain and suffering. But having experienced all of this and doing it with, unlike us, he does it without sin, Christ doesn't hold that over our head and say, well, I did it, you guys can find your own way through. He doesn't hold, us, hold it over our head and belittle us, but he understands. And he is patient and sympathizes. When I was younger, my dad would uh, go bike, go for a bike ride every morning, early in the morning. He'd get out and go for a bike ride to get his exercise in. And one day when I was 9 or 10, I decided I was going to try and go with him. I'm not going to wait for you, he said. Oh, I'll keep up. It's a long ride. I'm not going to turn around. I'll keep up. I didn't keep up. But he did turn around and wait for me. Two or three times he circled back because he's my father. And he couldn't leave me behind. And so Christ, even more so, doesn't he? In our weakness, in our struggles, in our attempts to, to follow him and how slow we are and how much we fail, Christ circles back. He is able to sympathize with us. He is able to help us and give us what we need. He is a sympathetic high priest who says to us, well done, good and faithful servants. We know that our lives aren't well done. And if we were to hold them up to an impartial judge, they would look pretty pathetic. But when we bring our lives to the foot of the cross, where our sins are forgiven, that high priest, understanding our weakness, says to us, well done, forgives our sins, and welcomes us into his heavenly home. Return to the cross, for there we have that sympathetic high priest. Return to the cross where we can find help in time of need. He, said, he continues in verse 16. Come boldly to the throne of grace. What is this throne of grace that he, he speaks of here? Where is it that we are to come boldly? Where is it that Christ sat and dispensed to all of us the free gifts, the wonders of his love, even the forgiveness of sins? It can be nothing other than the very cross that we've been talking about. Come boldly to the foot of his cross to receive grace and mercy and help. The word in our text that is translated help is also used in Acts 27.17. And in Acts 27 we have the story of Paul on a ship and it's in the middle of a storm. It's being tossed to and fro, back and forth, and everyone is afraid that the, the ship is going to break in pieces because of the storm. And then he writes, when they heard, when they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship. That word cable, that's the same word that's translated help in Hebrews 4. A thing that bands the ship together, that holds it together. This is the, the help that the writer of Hebrews is talking about. This isn't a little help, is it? It's not, here you go, you're kind of hungry, I'll give you a loaf of bread. This isn't, you need a little help, I'll give you some money, or a, a little word of encouragement. This is iron bands 
or steel cables holding a ship together, holding our lives together when it doesn't seem like we're going to make it through the storm of this life, when everything is pummeling us and we feel broken. This is the help that wraps us in the love of God and holds us in His strength. Nor is it a slow help, is it? When I was a missionary, sometimes, sometimes the mission board is pretty quick to send help, but there were times when I would go someplace and they would ask for help and I would go back and talk to the mission board and then the next year I would go back and they had the mission board had some questions, I'd ask them and go back again to the mission board and maybe two years, maybe three or four years of going back and forth before I finally arrive with the help that they asked for. This isn't that kind of help, is it? It's not that slow, maybe, we'll see to it, we'll get to it later help. Sailors on a ship that are about to be, that's about to be broken by the storm don't go downstairs and don't go down to the lower deck and sit around uh, discussing what to do, do they? They run to get those ropes, those chains, and to, to strengthen the ship immediately. So is the help of our of our God, the help we, we find at the cross, strength in our time of despair, in our time of discomfort. Strong and swift, we return to the cross to find that help that we so desperately need. Today, as we do every Sunday, and as we should do every day of our lives, we return to the cross, to the place where we are able to meet God to the one whose appearance was so marred beyond human semblance that his form beyond that of the children of men, Isaiah 52. To the one who was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, Isaiah 53. We return to the cross, to the one whom God chose to crush so that we might live. We return to the cross where he died and where we find grace and help, mercy, and above all, the forgiveness of sins. Amen.